Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. All right, we're, uh, you know, when we have weather like this, I, I just am driving and I feel like nobody's going to be here, so <laughs> I don't know why, but... Anyway, so I really appreciate your faithfulness. I know Ben's, <clears throat> excuse me, giving you probably a little bit of an update too, but I want to just share a couple things because I'm always, uh, like they're always telling me to pull back a little bit. But anyways, I'm always, I really be praying about the new building and everything. We've seen the Lord's hand in this in the last probably week and a half, how smoothly everything has come together. And so I'm just asking you to pray that uh, <clears throat> the installation of the sound system and the lighting, that's going to be really key to when we can get in our new facility. So they have, they have scheduling too before they are going to work on ours. So anyways, it's really coming together. I know Ben, like I said, shared, shared with you also, but I want to thank all of you uh, for everybody who showed up and to help and I know we'll still need some more help but it's just been great to see and uh, and just to see everything finally finally coming together so let's pray father we are so humbly thankful Lord what you're doing and what you have done for city church Lord the blessings that you have Given us, Lord, we'll never be able to thank you all through eternity, Lord, to see one miracle after another. So, Lord, we praise you today for your word. I thank you for the faithfulness of your people that, that on a day like this decided to start their week out, their year out to worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to turn your Bibles to the Old Testament, to the prophet Isaiah, and we're going to look at... Isaiah 43, and you know, I don't know if you feel like this, but I always feel like this time of year, like what, why, why does everybody, why do people, uh, we all do this, have a, like we're going to, everything's going to change, we're going to do something new this year, and it's all, it's, we're not going to do what we did last year, and you know, it's, it's, it has been said that you either Start a good habit in 21 days, break a good habit, or you just completely stop. So in three weeks, I'll probably bring a different message on how we all stop on everything. So uh, anyway, so, but isn't it amazing how, how we do that? And I, I, I always wonder, what, why do we think that at the end of the year? Like, okay, it's going to be, and I'm going to not do this, or I am going to do this, and in the message today, I, the Lord put on my heart on just going with the flow. And, and how does that happen? And where do we go with the flow in the right way? And where do we not go with the flow? And so as we look at Isaiah 43, I want you to know in the Old Testament especially, which we have today also, was always a threat of war. Always. And there was always uh, a way of looking at things that there was always a time of uncertainty. And, and I really believe that's why our young people today are so 
used to looking at social media, that there is an anxiousness that maybe I didn't have growing up because we had basically three channels, you know, if you can remember that. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know, I was at channel 43 or something else at night, if you even remember that. <clears throat> anyway, so we didn't have what you guys, if you're a young person here, what, what you're facing and even what we're facing today. So what the Lord is wanting us to look at today, how do we go about that? And, and I really like this passage, what God tells us, we're just going to break it down. In Isaiah 43, verse 18, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. I always find it interesting when you read a passage of Scripture and the Lord not only says something, but he turns right around and he says it again. He says it in a little bit of a different way. What the Lord is telling us, I, I don't know what happened to you last year. I don't know what adversity that you faced, loss of a job, health situations, you went through a bad relationship. I, I don't know. But I do know that as we start and look to this new year, there can be a flow in your life. And one of the ways that we really let the Lord work on our life is that we have to be willing to stop looking back. What are you looking back on? Because we all do it, driving your car, uh, late at night, trying to go to sleep, <clears throat> whatever it might be. And, and you're thinking about what happened, especially at the end of the year. You're thinking about this new year. And right now you're even thinking about something, about what happened last year and <clears throat> that wasn't maybe so good. And the Lord is saying to us in two different ways in this passage, I want you not to do that. If you're going to go with a flow with Jesus and with him to help you in your life, you and I cannot look back. Doesn't want us to do that. You say it again. The Lord does not want you to look back. So if you and I look back and beat ourselves up about what happened, guess what we do? We grab that bag full of whatever it is and we carry it with us into this new year. And instead, the Lord's saying, I want you to cut that. And the only reason that it's being brought up is because of the devil. We live in a time that the Lord is coming back sooner and much sooner than we all could even imagine. And if that is the case, which I believe it is, we want to do whatever we can for the Lord. But know that in Revelation, God tells us that the devil is going to come at you. I don't care if you're high school or you're retired. He's going to come at you and he's going to accuse you. You're no good at this. You can't do it. Look what happened here. And if we're not careful, we bring it right into a new year. God is saying whatever it is that you're thinking about right now that's not going well, that didn't go well, and even the way that the last year finished up, <clears throat> he's telling you something. He's saying, I want you to look to me. And the way that you look to me, you can't see me and look backwards. If you and I are willing to see Jesus in our circumstance, the circumstance, whatever it might be, begins not to be as large. The problem subsides because we're seeing Jesus. When we see Jesus and whatever it is that you're locked into, whatever you're facing and God's telling you to forget, what does he want you to know today as we look at this year?
Look at verse 19. He says this, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? That's so important. God wants to do something new in your life. And it's interesting, I find the older that we get, we, 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 don't, we don't think too many new things are going to happen, all right? I don't know quite how to say it, you know, much. Is there a break sometimes after high school or after you get married or have kids? When, when does that happen? But all of a sudden, you're wondering, what is the Lord, what, what really new can happen that I can get really motivated and excited about what the Lord can help me through this life, through whatever you're facing. He's saying to you and I, something new will happen. He wants it to happen for us. But here's the question. This is what he says, another question. I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? What's the Lord telling? What does he want us all to know? He wants us all to know that he wants us to grab on as you decided to start your week out today in God's house and look to God's word. He wants you to recognize when you see something new. You say, well, how does that happen? How, how does that actually happen? Well, we have to be willing to live by that faith aspect. That's not always easy. But when the Lord says, let me give you an example. Moses was in the wilderness, in which we're going to look at that in another passage here. Just a minute, but in the Old Testament, Moses was wandering in the wilderness. He was actually wondering, what is going to happen in my life? He's wandering around, wandering around. He's been out in the day. He said, man, I, I left. I was in the palace. All of a sudden, in the wilderness. And, man, Lord, what are you doing? I thought this, I thought this was, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and follow you. I thought this was supposed to be better than this. He's walking in the wilderness. He's kind of not really paying attention. And he walks by a bush. He walks by it. And he almost misses what the Lord wants him to see. Because when he turns again, he sees it's on fire. The Bible says, God's word says, and God was in the fire. I, I, I want you to know that if you can take whatever that adversity is that you have that you're dealing with right now, I want you, if you, you really can look in there and you can see Jesus in the midst of all of this, I want you to know he's going to do something new. Because that's who he is. I mean, more than any anything right now, our, our church can realize that, right? I mean, here we've been meeting in a temporary place for almost 10, year, for 10 years by the time that we're, we'll be in our new place. God has done this. He's, God's, he's done something new. Why did he, why? Think about that. It's because you were willing, by faith, to believe that he was going to do something new. Isn't it amazing how human nature is, how that we can actually believe? Hey, oh, you can believe stronger for your mate or you can believe stronger for your friend in a faith aspect than you can for yourself. It's always amazed me. How do we, we, talk to, we talk somebody up so much that the Lord's going to do something in their life and know that he's coming through. And then we look on our own life 
why is it that same faith not there? God wants to do something new in your life this, this year. Maybe more than one thing. But the way that it happens, you have to be able to recognize, to see God in the midst of whatever it is that you're facing. Because whatever it is, God's saying he doesn't want you to dwell on it. He wants you to know, but that, those problems, don't get me wrong, still exist that you have faced last year. Doesn't want you to dwell on it. Doesn't want you to look at it and say, man, it's, I, I, I just can't deal with this anymore. Or the other aspect is, Lord, this has been going on a while. When's something going to change? And I'm here to tell you it will. Look at City Church as an example. I mean, hopefully within eight weeks or so, we're getting ready to move into a miracle, what the Lord has done amidst our church, all because you were willing to wait and have the faith that God was going to do it. What is the church? Church is you. Church is me. It's us. It's a body of believers. That same God who's doing what he did for our church and is doing in a great way, he wants to do something new for you. Let's continue in, in this passage. He says, shall you not know it? Don't miss it because he wants to do it. And here's where the miracles come in. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Let me read it again. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He gives us two impossibilities. In other words, when you're in a wilderness or in a jungle, you can't see what is right before you. When you're in a desert, you can look out and you can, say, you can see further out, but you still see no hope because you see there's no water anywhere. All God is giving us is two different examples because all of us are going to face something different than the person that you're sitting next to is going to face something different. So whether you're in the wilderness or, or whether you're in the desert, God's saying, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do something for you in a great way. Let's, let's continue. Verse 20. The beasts of the field will honor me, <clears throat> the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. Going with the flow. You know, we are, we are in human nature from the, the time that we learn how to walk as a child. We're taught to do this on our own. And we have to achieve whatever it is. In some ways, that's good. But when it comes to our spiritual life, God wants you to know today that flow is, it's so hard sometimes. You and I have to be willing to wait and let him do what only he can do. It's not easy. I, and I'm here to tell you as we start this new year, it, it's not. That's where your faith comes in. 
That's where I gave you the example of our church. And you look at it, if God is doing that with you as part of this church, he wants to do the same thing for you as an individual or as a family. We have to have the faith. If you are willing to wait and to trust. See, this is why I tell people when it comes to they're, they get confused about the Christian life. And I said, it's one thing to believe. It's another thing to trust. In other words, what do I mean? Bible says in the book of James, even, even the demons believe. But believers are willing to trust. Trust is the faith. So if you and I, a lot of people, you can ask in all the United States, believe. They believe there's a God. Most of them even believe in Jesus. But are we willing to trust? Can you really say, all right, Lord, I know what last year was. I don't know what's going to be this year. But it seems like things have not changed and it's still there. Can you trust him? In the midst of the desert in your life or in the midst of the wilderness, two different examples because we all go through different things. Can we trust him? To believe that he is so much bigger than your problems and than mine. And he's going to come through. I'm, here, I'm just, I'm telling you, he will without a doubt come through in your life. I don't care what it is. If we try our best to follow him and we're not perfect and we're willing to go with the flow. And that means this is the hardest part. We're going to close in a few minutes. Is to, to deny who you are and to give it all to him. Let's look at one more verse. Let's look up in the New Testament. It's not very popular to preach today in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. The apostle is telling us, Who we are in Jesus. He says these words in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. In the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Part of that flow and being willing to live in that way, and it's not popular today, especially, you know, I, I, I kept trying to grasp this to get it into our everyday life. And I was having such a hard time when I was studying this because in the Christian realm of society today, there's not much, there's not much no. In other words, N-O. There's not much denial. Just, you know, yeah, I still believe and do, I mean, I just do this and I do that. And, but the Lord's saying there are aspects of our life by faith we need to deny. And then I thought, well, you know, the, the moral standards in our society, really, there's not any anymore. So we have to look and take how we're going to live to Jesus and, and, and align our, 
are living according to this book. And if we do, God's saying that there are aspects. Let, let me give you an example why we struggle and there's not a flow in our life. You know, it, it is amazing to me how much people watch, whether it's television, movies, or social media today, or all those different things that we can go get on different apps, and you scroll. I mean, we're all guilty. Have you ever get on YouTube, whatever it is, and you're like, uh, it's a half an hour later. Uh, isn't it amazing? I, I don't know why. I, I mean, we just do it. I don't know what it is. We've just wasted a half an hour. Here's the deal. In that example, what if we took some of that time, I'm going to take all of it, but take some of the time that, that we do, deny our flesh. That's what God is saying for you and for me. And to take this, this right here that can do miracles in our life and open it up. Read it. Five or ten minutes. That's it. Read it. And God will begin to have that flow in your life. And life is so much easier for a believer. Should be, because God gives us the blueprint right here. So this is all you have to have. All he's telling you, whether it's late at night or early in the morning, I just want you to take a few minutes with me by faith. What does he want us to do? And we will have that flow. Let's close with this last verse. And Matthew chapter 11 you know, I quote this a lot in the message, but I'm going to read it in, in the New King James. Matthew chapter 11 and verses 28 through 30. If you want to flow in your life this year, and you want it to actually flow, because when we, when we get in the middle of it, we can mess it up. And God's saying, I want you to wait on me, whether it's in the desert, the wilderness, whether you're going through a dry period of, of time in your life, I'll give, you, I'll give you the rest. I'll give you the water that you need. But you have to do something. There is an action plan for it to flow in your life. This is what God says. Matthew eleven twenty eight. He says, you got to come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I, Jesus, I will give you rest. Take my yoke, in other words, his way of living upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God is never going to put something on you in your life or my life that I can't handle. He will never do it. That's not who he is. He will never give you more than you can bear. If you feel that heat that's so strong, it's coming from the enemy. God's saying, I want you to come to me. And as we know what the message Bible says, if you've been coming here for any period of time, which I quote a lot, that God wants to teach us his rhythm of grace in this life. Man, it, 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 there's a rhythm to how that we can live. We can, we can go with that flow to the God in heaven who says in the book of Revelation, I will always keep that door open for you. 
You don't have to kick it open yourself. You don't have to lie and steal and break through to get there. No, I've got it open for you. No matter anybody else is getting ahead, I want you to know you just stay with me and it's all going to come together. And when you feel that it's so heavy in this life, that's you. That's me. I'm trying too hard. I'm trying to fix it myself. You're so exhausted by going through it every angle possible in your mind that you can't sleep at night. You're drained from trying to figure out how is this going to work out. And said, God's saying, my son Jesus Christ did it everything for everyone on the cross of Calvary. If we believe, if we trust, if we're willing to say, Lord, I'm in the desert or I'm in the wilderness, but I can see you. And when I see you, I'm going to go towards you. And when I do, there will be a flow in my life, even though it's not fixed yet. And it's City Church, 10 years. When we started meeting in a bar in downtown Akron, if someone had said, hey, in 10 years, you'll have a facility, you'll be able to meet in another. 10 years? What? <laughs> 10 years? Now, you're saying the same thing about your circumstance, right? It's been going on a long time. And for what, what God has done in our... I'm not the same person. You're not the same person. You say, what do you mean, Dallas? When you and I are willing, is that verse we read a few minutes ago, to deny your flesh? Because we all want it sooner. We all want it our way. And we all want it now. And God's saying, if you are willing to trust me, and let me do what I want to do in building that character in your life, And you, what? We're here. And all that time, God's been building something in our life. And you as a church, we're going to be able to reach so many more people because we were willing to wait and not go into debt. And all we've been able to do for the cause of Christ, all because you saw the vision and were willing to wait. It's the same in your own life right now. What is it that you need a miracle this year that only God can do and come through with? And it's been a long time. I'm here to tell you, please don't quit. Just see Jesus. Let him work the flow in your life. Go to him. And I'm here to tell you, he will never put on you anything more than you can bear. And if it is, it's not him. So let Jesus fight your battles. This is a great psalm. You all know it. I close with this. The last part of a psalm, Psalm 23, many of you are familiar with it. There's a great passage of part of that psalm. You know, and God wants you to know this. You know, walk through the valley of the shadow of death and the Lord is my share. All those things. It said, the Lord, will, the Lord will feed me. The Lord prepares a table. In other words, he's going to give you spiritually, feed you what you need in, in the presence of my enemies. 
Don't miss that. There's warfare. I mean, there is warfare going on anytime you try and do what the Lord wants you. But you can sit right there in the presence and God can fix you the greatest spiritual food meal that you could ever imagine in your life and the devil can't do one thing about it. That's who we are in Jesus. If you're willing to deny yourself and to know and to follow his path, man, your, your life will flow. Not perfect, but it will flow. And when you see what God is doing, you won't want it any other way. The God of this world can buy you comfort. But the devil, the prince and the power of this air, can't give you peace and can't give you joy. Man, we serve a risen Savior. As you start, as we start this new year, I want you to know, God wants to do a new thing, a new thing in your life. And you're in the desert or you're in a wilderness. Just know, just know he's going to do it if you trust him. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. Lord, I, Lord, I just want to say I'm thankful before we open this invitation up, Lord, for to start this new year and all the people that came to worship you, Lord, I'm humbled. But as we look out today, if there's someone here that's watching, which we have more and more people all the time, if you don't know Jesus is your Savior, I want you to know God tells us, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you're willing today not just believe but to trust, take that step that you believe, but now you're willing to say, I'm, I'm going to trust you, Jesus, with my life. Pray this prayer with me. You've heard the message today. Deny yourself. Follow the cross of Jesus Christ. Ask him into your heart and just say, Jesus, I believe you're God's son. And by faith, forgive me, Jesus, for all of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for me. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sins. I ask you to come into my life, Jesus, to forgive me for all of my sins and to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you today as we face a new year and so much newness it's going to take within our church family. We thank you. We praise you. Lord, if there's someone here, may a friend bring a friend to start a new year out, and I can open your word up, and they can pray and ask you into their heart today as Ben leads us. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. 
And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on the cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.